Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 19 of That Scale RC Show. We took a short break there because we had some stuff going on and uh, didn't quite fit into our schedule to get one recorded last week, so here we are. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Kendall, along with... Adam Dean. And we are going to be wrapping this entire episode. Just kidding. We, we are? Yeah, no, uh-uh. You have to freestyle the whole thing, though, and then I'm just going to listen. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties last week. We were updating softwares, and computers were being a little slow, so we decided, eh, we'll just wait a week. I love the Windows updates. Like, it was seriously hours, dude. Like, it just sat there, and it was like 3%, 4%. It was ridiculous. Well, be thankful that yours actually finished. The last three times my computer has tried to update, it gets to 25% and literally will sit there for like a day. Really? Like it never moves. So finally I just hard reset and it says, going back to your settings because it stopped, whatever, you know, got interrupted in the middle of the download. I'm so over that download. I just don't even let it do it anymore. My laptop, every time I turn it on, it wants to do an update for cloud and for iTunes, and I'm not really sure why, because the iTunes one's current, but I think my laptop has, like, AIDS or something, because that thing's super, super <laughs> slow if you try and open anything. I've got, like, one computer that just runs a printer, and I don't even have, have it connected to the internet, and it's running, like, an older version of Windows, because the printer can't run anything off of whatever the latest version is. What is it now? Windows 10 or something stupid like that? Yeah, Windows 10. Yeah, it's not compatible like even one of the newer newer printers here are Gerber's that way too. So that thing just stays offline and stays old and it's funny because it's the only one I've got that doesn't give me any problems because it's not hooked to the internet. Yeah. Pretty lame. Yeah, my old computer was running Windows Vista, and then I got my new laptop, and it was Windows 10. It was like night and day difference. It going from switching from a Mac to Windows 10 was kind of weird. Like it's a little bit easier in the sense that they have like apps and stuff now instead of just like have it listed under programs. But I don't know. It's 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 better than trying to go an older version of Windows from using a Mac, at least it's a little more similar, but anyways, enough nerd stuff. There's all kinds of new stuff in the RC world this week. Oh, and yeah. Last, and last week. There was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, since we missed last week, I didn't even get to tell you about the autism awareness crawl. Yeah, we should start off with that. Um, so this year was uh, AAC Autism Awareness Crawl number four. So it's the fourth annual uh, presented by the ASD Crawlers. And it's been at their new home, which is in Patterson, California, at Frank Rain's OHV Park. And uh, in typical fashion, it was hot. I'm not going to lie. It was hot. We, I, But everyone was telling us, which you always got to love this, Thank God that it cooled off a little bit today because yesterday was worse. And I said, what could be worse than this? Because it was like 100 degrees, but it felt like it was like 200 degrees. And they said, oh, no. Yesterday, by 10 o'clock, it was already 98 degrees. And I was like, 
no, thank you. And they said, yeah, the, uh, by 3 o'clock it was 108. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy that it stopped at 100. That's so. nuts. But I do got to say, they their goodie bag, if you pre-registered, um, actually had a lot of sensible you know, stuff in the bag. Like they had, which I've never seen this before, uh, so maybe I'm just a loser or... Or you've had yeah. ones that are not sensible in the past. Well, no, what I'm saying is I've never seen... Um, you know how, like, you have, like, sample lotions? You know, you always see those sample lotions or, like, in that tinfoil, like, pouch thing? Mm, yeah, like shampoo and stuff, you mean? like? Exa yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Sure, yeah. They had sunscreen in one of those little things, like a like a sample of sunscreen. That's actually super cool. That's a good idea. So they had that. Um, they actually had one of those uh, towels that you dip in water, and then you could like put it on your head, drape it around your neck, whatever, and it would keep you cool. Um, they had like one of those cooling towels. I mean, like everything in there was actually somewhat, you know, sensible. Like, you know, you could actually use that day to protect yourself from the sweltering heat. That's pretty cool. So, and then also, in, uh, like they've done in the past, uh, they actually leave coolers out on trail in the shade, and they stock them with ice and water so people can just walk up, grab a water, and there's a trash bag right next to it. So if you finish the water, throw out the bottle, don't, don't trash the trail, and, you know, continue on. So, um, but yeah. Enough of talking about the weather. It was an awesome event. Uh, great turnout, as always. It's always fun seeing all the people that want to donate to such a good cause because everything, like all the pre-reg, the t-shirts, all the stuff, all the money that you spend to go to that event goes to Autism Awareness. And the cool thing that Oscar and Brandon are doing this year is instead of just tallying up what they got or made uh, for this event and saying, yep, this is how much we raised, they've been tallying everything since January 1st, and they're going to continue to do so all the way through the year. And I think they said in end of October or in the or in November they're going to announce how much money they raised for the entire year for the autism awareness. Oh wow. So I think that's pretty cool. So Yeah, um, Yeah, it was uh, my first time um, I guess being a sponsor of an event which was different. I've never really ever been like a sponsor, so um, donated a Axial UMG-10 uh, along with a decal or a wrap that you provided. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I believe a kid won it because I will admit I left before the raffle just because it was getting too hot and I was like, I'm kind of over the heat. I'm going to go home. So. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I got there, okay, I got there at 9 o'clock. It started at, well, they started the ultra races or whatever, the, the ultra 5K. They were, they did that at 7, 7.30. So they didn't really start anything else till about 9. So I showed up at about 9, and we left at about 3, almost 3.30. So. Wow. So, yep. Got a good day in then. But, yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, debuted the... 
uh, rap on the Wraith 1.9. It was actually funny. So Jason from JJ Customs was there, and you know he's chit chatting. He's trying to do like a, I guess he's trying to record something so he could you know post it on uh, Instagram or social media later, because mm-hmm. uh, there's no service. So he's actually filming it and just kind of like doing whatever. And he's filming and he's like talking and he's like, hey guys, we're out here, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's talking about all these rigs and then he's panning the thing around and then it, he catches the wraith and he goes, whoa, <laughs> whose rig is this? He goes, this is badass. And da, 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 da. and I'm like, and he's like, man, he goes, someone's got some serious paint talent. He, and I'm like, dude, that's a wrap. And he's like, what? So it was, it was hilarious. Oh, nice. Right on. <laughs> So actually, he wants to start carrying some of your stuff. So oh, nice. Yeah, I need to get in touch with him. It's been a crazy week here this last week with the NCT and everything else going on. Yeah. So I had to shift gears from crawler guy to racer guy, and then now back to crawler guy again. There you go. So when you're when you're racer guy, do you wear your you know your your full race helmet? <laughs> no, I just my everyday helmet (laughs) (laughs) that's it (laughs) it was it was a good time it was fun um check this out 388 entries nice it was the biggest race that they've had in the pacific northwest so that was pretty cool it was it was huge got to race nitro buggy that was a kick in the ass it was a lot of fun nice oh that's what I forgot to also mention. We also got to see our good buddy, John Schultz. Ah. John Schultz was out at the event, um, which I thought was super cool. Um, got to hang out with John. I really, I mean, I really have not seen John since Axial Fest 2018. Oh wow, really? Yeah. So that I was the last. He's like SoCal. Like, well, yeah, but I think the cool thing he's doing with um, Element is he's actually traveling to, like, multiple events. So he's uh, actually got two more on the books that he's going to be at. Uh, He's going to be at Squirrel Fest, and then he's going to make the trek over to Crawl for a Cure in October. No. (laughs) Squirrel Fest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I hope he's not hoping for anything fantastic there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I know we're not trying to sound like mean, but you know, it, it was the, hands down. I mean, it's a di- it's a different crowd, and it was the worst thing I've ever been to in my life. But <laughs> it's, I mean, like have a map of the property so that people know where the different things are. You know, e- even if you have to hand draw it, like come out with like some sort of a schedule or announce when each event is going to be instead of just watching to see where people are walking to and then hopping in behind them hoping that you're going to find what you're looking for like it man it it it's their thing that's cool you know it props to them for putting it on and stuff but it, it is just not it's no axial fest. It's I don't <laughs> so I don't know. That'll be interesting. Yeah, like I said, it's you know 
it's it's definitely different. They do have their own weird, you know, events that they do up there, but you know, it is, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't honestly, you've been there, so you got to see what it's like. I've never been there. It's just too much of a it's too much of a drive for me. It's all the way up in what Grants Pass. Yeah, and it it's all dirt. There's no rocks. So uh, like, okay. And there's no real obstacles. So like on the trails that they have, they've just like dug holes and tank traps. That's it. And it's all dirt. Like gotcha. They kind of have a course around the perimeter of the yard type thing that's there, and that was okay. But I mean, it's there's no way in hell I would drive five hours to go do that again. Like it was just not worth it. But I don't know. Gotcha. Obviously, I'm a little opinionated about that event, but hey, was, you know, it was, it was a huge, yeah, it was a huge disappointment. But that's cool. Well, I mean, everybody's got their their own opinion, so you know that's just right. your opinion. So you know you can't get flagged for that. That's just your opinion. So yeah, exactly. So, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him again at Crawford Cure. It was actually pretty funny. Um, I'm just gonna say it because I thought it was pretty hilarious, and I already told Elio. But, uh, so <clears throat> I'm at the event, and John goes, dude, he goes, two chains. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, no two chains today. And he goes, where's Elio? And I said, no, he, he, he's not coming. He said it was a little too hot for him last year, so he didn't want to come out this year because of the heat. And he goes, does he not remember where he lives he lives in the volcano, and I said, I know, I know, but you know, he goes, you know what? He goes, is he coming to Crawford Cure? And I said, yeah, he's going to be at Crawford Cure. And he goes, well, tell him not to come anymore. We only want the cool two chain to show up. He goes, we'll just call you one chain. And I was like... <laughs> the unit chain. You were the unit chain. The unit chain. The unit chain. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, oh, shit. so yeah, so so it was good times. It was it was fun getting to see everybody, um, and just hang out and you know uh, support a good cause. I mean, it, it goes to a good it goes to a good cause, and that's you know that's the one cool thing I've always liked about RC, and it's it's not just RC. We see it in the one to one world with you know one to one events, but the fact that you know people can take a platform like the RC and use it to do something positive for the community is awesome. Yeah, so, um, you know, so, so yeah, that's about it. Um, I think the charity events are a cool idea. Like I oh, yeah, that, always. That's, that's like, that in itself is a good reason to go if something's just for a, char a charity, even if it's not something you might not be 100% into or something, or maybe a little bit further and you want to drive it. I think it's still definitely worth it just for the cause, you know, not even just the experience of it. Oh, totally. So, um, what else? What else? We got a lot of uh, rigs coming out yes, in the last week. There is. There's many. Some are good, and some are there. Yeah, some are different. Some are our sea cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and remember, guys, we're we're you know this is all in good fun. We're not tr we're not you know trying to cut anything you know any brand down, or we're not trying to bash any of them. We're just kind of giving like our honest opinions, you know, based on 
just two guys that see, you know, you know, something hit the market, and you know, I'm sure we represent some of the, you know, percentage of people out there that are like see this and go, what were you thinking? Why did you think that was cool? Like, that's I don't know. And then we could be totally wrong. We could be totally wrong, and this yeah, could be like no, the number one could be. So, but let's. I mean, like, I'll start it off with, like, I'm not really the biggest fan of it, but the Traxxas um, G-Wagon. Yes, they have two versions of that now. They have not only your regular G-Wagon, but you can now get the Fast and the Furious or whatever the hell that movie was that it was in with the truck version. Yes, the 6x6. And... I, uh, I'm sorry, like, I mean, I'm sure I'm probably offending people by saying this, but I'm sure that there are people that are super excited because they're like, oh, look, I can have a Mercedes crawler and this, that, and the other, but... And it's not a Jeep. My, and it's not a Jeep. Not but a my Jeep, honest, so. <laughs> my honest opinion is, who who can tell me that the last time they were out at the Rubicon or the last time they were out at Fordyce or the last time they were out on a trail in general, they saw a G-Wagon rolling down the trail. Yeah, like Europe, maybe like old ones, you know, I could see guys, you know, out wheeling old, you know, old beat up ones and stuff, but yeah, like, I don't know, I mean, maybe for like a trail rig and like, you know, you've got like a Louis Vuitton lanyard for your radio and stuff and you want to have a baller trail rig than get the Traxxas Mercedes-Benz. You know, we could probably do like a Pimp My Ride and we could put like TVs in the headrests and... Gucci interior. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It just... uh, I don't know. One point... Like, okay, they get one point for not making a Jeep because everybody that bitches about Jeeps is going to have something to rejoice over. But a Mercedes is a really weird choice. A Mercedes 6x6 is an even more bizarre choice because I don't know if you're out on the trail pretending to be like a Middle Eastern oil tycoon with your rig <laughs> or what, but like, I just, I don't know, man. It, um, I, yeah, my other gripe about it too is. I mean, 6x6 is nothing new. When I first got into the hobby, people were making their own 6x6s, and they were having to, like, be creative about the way they did it and whatnot. Like, now it's a little more readily available to make yourself a 6x6, and now we got companies coming out with 6x6s. Which is cool, yeah. But honestly, if you're going for just trying to get a 6x6 there, the way – I mean, because I have it up on the computer screen right now. The way they have it set up, the links in the rear – the upper link goes down to the middle axle, and then they have a lower link that I, you can't really see where it goes to in this picture, but I'm assuming it goes to another link on, like, where the belly pan is, which is, like, normal. Like, you'd see on the – this middle link – or this middle axle would be your last axle on a normal rig. Well, then you got the third axle, which has – the upper link going to a drop-down link bracket, but then the lower link tags into the axle in front of it. Now, it works. You know, there's a, uh, there's a running video. There's multiple shots of it out running. But when you have it set up this way, and I've seen this set up before, um, I had a buddy who actually 
set up two different rigs, like one this way and one the other way I'm going to tell you, um, to see which one performed better. And he said the problem with this one is it mirrors it almost mirrors what the middle axle does. So if the middle axle goes up too high, it's going to start pulling up on the rear axle. Yeah. And vice versa. The rear axle starts going like up or drooping. It's going to start messing with the front axle or the middle axle. It's not Whereas, truly independent of it. Yeah. Whereas if you do the other setup where the last axle gets a – the lower link goes back to a drop bracket from the chassis – then each axle is moving independently, and the only thing combining the two is the drive axle, is the drive line. So um, I've seen that application on multiple rigs from Todd's, you know, 6x6 that he's done to Elio's monster tow truck that he's done. And when you separate the rear axles, you get so much flex out of it, they actually turn into a crawling machine because if one axle is starting to go up over a obstacle, the last drive axle is still engaging the ground, so it's still propelling it forward. So it's able to move independently, whereas if you do the Traxxas setup, once that middle one goes too far up something, the rear one's just going to start floating because it's hanging, the last part of it's hanging on to the axle in front of it. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm looking at a picture of the SCX-10 one right now, and sure enough, the middle one's going up and the rear one's staying on the ground. Yeah, and that was the other thing too. Um, before we totally get onto that topic, because um, I know that's no new news, we saw you know, a teaser of it at Proline by the Fire, um, and then we... And then if you were at Axial Fest, you actually were able to see it in person. Um, Axial has their own 6x6, uh, which kind of like, you know, brings me to this whole conclusion of, all right, so who came out with saying, hey, we're going to release a 6x6, and then who is the next company to say, hey, they're going to have one, we're going to have one? Yeah, it's weird. I almost feel like they had to have had them both kind of go in at the same time because, I don't know, maybe Travis... Excuse me, maybe Traxxas can throw a rig together that fast and release it, but, that, I mean, that seems like, you know, really, really quick to have something developed and on the market that that soon, you know? Well, see, what I'm wondering, though, too, is because Axial kind of released those teaser shots after Proline by the Fire, I'm wondering if that's when Traxxas said, hey, we're already in the middle of about ready to drop our Mercedes. Let's uh, turn it into a 6x6, and we'll drop us our own 6x6. Could be, yeah. Yeah, so, very well could be. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. But, um, yeah, the way Axial did it, like I said, is honestly the way I would like or I would prefer to see it done just because the performance is there. Uh, the only other thing, which will be interesting – which maybe we'll see it out on the like maybe we won't physically, but maybe we'll see it out on um, social media or something. Maybe we'll actually see somebody who goes head to head between an axial and a Traxxas, you know, like you know durability slash crawl off, you know, to kind of compare the two rigs. Because uh, the other thing with the axial one is the axial six by six actually, if I'm not mistaken, has the option did it come with portals or does it have the option for portals what's that the the axial the, the axial i don't know uh the, 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 the traxxas one has portals on it of course but not i i don't know about the axial one 
I don't believe so. And I haven't seen well, anything other than the Copra having the portals. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember because I saw it in person, but I forget what it actually looks like underneath there. I really... Oh, wait, here. Let's look at this picture. Uh, no, it does not have portals. So, no portals, but that'll be something that'll be interesting to see if you did, like, a, a build-off. But the one thing I do got to give, you know, in my opinion, I'm not trying to sound, like, too, you know, biased or whatever, but if... To me, the Unimog-style body on the 6x6 looks more appealing than a G-Wagon. It looks like something you'd actually see. Exactly. A soft top over the bed of that the Axial 6x6 would look sick. Like a Canvas oh, yeah. military-style top, that would look so good on that thing. Oh, yeah. Or a big, like, yeah. overland camper box thing on it, too. That'd be sick also. Oh yeah, that that'd be cool. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, I will probably be able to give you some sort of a feedback because Michelle's dad is planning on getting one of these. So our local hobby shop has a couple on order when they ever they're being released. Uh, which do they even announce when they're going to be released? The Axial one. Yeah. Um, September 25th is the expected arrival date. Oh, really? Okay. It's a Wednesday, which that's gotcha. not really going to work. I needed it on a Thursday, but whatever. <laughs> you mean you needed it on a Tuesday? Why would you go back a day? I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. But, uh, once they come in, um, he's supposed to get one, so... I might be able to have some feedback on you once I actually see the thing in my hands and actually get to check it out more than just seeing it at Axial Fest. I just I don't understand the market for the Traxxas one for either of them. Like, I mean, the G wagon for like a trailer, sure, you know, but that's I don't I don't know. I mean, it just it looks goofy to be out crawling, and it has low profile tires too, which was weird. You notice that how they did like little baller low pros on it and or have you not seen the picture of the regular one uh da, 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 da. i'm looking at the no i'm looking at the traxxas thing and i mean yeah i mean like oh, are you talking about the the six by six or are you talking about the regular one the regular one. Oh, uh yeah elio actually did that video i think that was on that one the trx4 um. Yeah, the TRX4. Uh, what we call it? He was like, and I think he was even kind of joking around about it. And he was like, "All right, I gotta get my, I gotta get my gear on for this one." He started putting all his chains on. He turned his hat sideways. And... <laughs> oh, here's something interesting. Traxxas is not selling the TRX4 G500 online. Really? It says, this item is not available for purchase online. Interesting, huh? Interesting. The only, other po the only other positive I can give it, and it's a very minor positive, it's got exhaust. That is, yeah, that is cool. And a scale the, exhaust. And all the lights are functional on it, and it comes with LEDs. Or at least the 6x6 does. I don't know about this one. Let me look really quick here. 
nope, the regular one that they won't sell you online does not come with lights. That's only the 6x6. Six six. Hmm. Man, that's a stripped-down Mercedes. I thought these that's things the... were supposed to have options. What the hell? It's the limited edition. It's hella limited is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that movie? when? Uh, was it like... Bad boys. Bad or something. boys. Yeah, about the cup holders. Yeah, and he goes, man, where's the cup holders? It's limited. He goes, damn right, it's limited. <laughs> oh, now I want to watch that again. Dude, those movies are so great. There's so many good one-liners in those. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So, um, but the thing is, do they even have? Is there anywhere where you can see the price point for the uh, Traxxas six by six? Uh, no, it just said more coming soon. It's going to be a, a metric poop load because the regular one retails at 489 Cool. Ouch. So. Okay, that blows my mind because if you think about it, Axial <laughs> priced, Axial priced their 6x6 and it's a ready to run at 450 it's because this thing has all the shit on it that you don't need, like the lockable diffs and high and low, and it, like you don't use any of that up here at least. Cruise control, yeah. <laughs> like, they have cruise control. I'm being serious. Maybe, maybe the maybe the remote's got a, a steering wheel warmer. It does. <laughs> Air conditioned steering wheel too. Oh my god. What's the uh, wheel, what's the wheelbase on this turd? Let's see. <laughs> um, but it's got portals, dog. It's got portals. <laughs> yeah, but you already know my stance on portals. Portals aren't everything. Yeah, I would rather have lower center of gravity and just pick my lines more carefully. But maybe I'm a weirdo. Okay. Did you find what the wheelbase is on that? Yeah, it's three. 312, 313, something like that. It's it's the same. Their short wheelbase version is the same as everybody's normal version. I was, that's their 6x6? Six six? No, no. This is oh. the regular one. The, regu I was gonna... the regular one is 312, so it's 12.28 inches. Okay, because I was going to say, because I was going to say, man, that's a short 6x6, six six because I was going to say the axial is 17.3 inches, 439 millimeter. trying to go back and see if I can find it. Model showroom. Wow, they have a showroom. <laughs> yeah, I was already there. Oh. But the Why other thing... I see the 6x6 six six on their... Where's their new... Oh, news. I bet it's under news. Oh, it's the AMG version. So it's probably got a turbo, too. Sick. Um, I was going to say the other thing too is I thought it was really interesting I can't find, I don't know where where to find it right now but d didn't another company just come out with a Mercedes too? I don't know that one brand killer body has always had a Mercedes looking one that's called a horrible or something or a terrible or something like that <laughs> terrible S serious that's that's what it's called it's it's on I think it's on RC Mart you can get it and it looks almost just like the Traxxas body. It, the Traxxas one, their 6x6 has 2.2s. Um, 
Yeah, it just says more details coming soon. It doesn't have anything else. Interesting. Two twos, factory equipped LED lighting, exceptional body detail, superior sucks by sucks design. They have some great promo shots, though. Like, the promo shots look really good. I mean, I have something nice to say about it, right? Yeah. So, who makes... Who, who makes the CCO2 RC cars? CCO2? Yeah. Well, uh, they, I know they're drawing a blank right now. That's the model. I don't know. All I know is I had to look back through our chat from... Um, Tamaya? From, is that Tamaya? I know they had a CCO1. Let's look it up real quick. I had a friend who had one of those, and it was really small. It was like their Ford F-250 hard body CCO one or whatever. I think it came with a two-speed and stuff like that. Yeah, so supposedly it's... I don't see it on their thing, but yeah, they have the CCO one then they have the CRO one which is more like the crawler setup. But, um... Yeah, supposedly they're coming out with their own version from what I've heard. I don't know how true it is or not. That's what the talk was on one of our team chats. They were saying, interesting how two different uh, companies came out with very similar, like, they both came out with, um, you know, Mercedes at the same time. Mercedes-ish, yeah. Or, oh, you're talking about the CCO one or whatever, or O2, whatever you saw. Yeah. I gotta admit, I don't know what you're talking about there. I haven't seen that one. So. Their pictures are really good on the Traxxas site, though. Like, they do have some pretty fantastic shots on here. There's a new element out. Yep, there's another new element out, which is the Trailwalker. I think it's cool that it has 155s with sub 4-inch tires. I think that's really cool. That's a pretty big step. I And it'll be interesting to see how they do numbers-wise with those because the tiny tire thing's catching on, and people are digging it. So that was probably a pretty good move. Yeah, honestly. Um, I think because they're still so relatively new and so relatively hot, um, I, th I th it'll probably do well. Um, to the fact that I think it's probably going to make people kind of venture into the 155, you know, market. True. Yeah. So, because I mean, otherwise, it's not something you know. Do you have that... any little tire rigs? Yeah, m my Yeti Junior. <laughs> Besides that one, though, is that the only one? <laughs> Oh, uh, the uh, SCX24. <laughs> so no Class 1-ish type things? No. Oh, no. Okay. no. They're pretty fun, dude. Not going to lie. It's a good time. 
maybe one day. I I mean I gotta I gotta branch out. I I might one day. The um. The only thing that confuses me about this about that truck is that body is it's like it kind of is a cross between an old Chevy and like the Proline Dodge Power Wagon. Yeah, and it made me wonder seeing the canopy on it if somebody put a Power Wagon canopy on it or what. I've only seen one picture so far with the canopy. Yeah, it's very very different. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what James Knight does for a grill and stuff on that one, because he did the Dodge on the Sendero body and that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Well, that was because that was very the Sendero was way more Dodge looking than anything else. This one kind of screams eighty Chevy to me. Kind of, yeah, it does have, like, the square body look to it, but then it's got, like, the Dodge-style decals, and... It, that's it, what... And that's what throws me for a loop. And then it's definitely got the classic old-school three-arm, you know, um, whatchamacallits, uh, mirrors, the side mm -hmm. mirrors. The mirrors are cool-looking, and the, the antenna, too. Which makes me feel like that's an SUV, because pickup trucks don't have the antenna in the bed, you know? Yeah, sorry about that. I I didn't know that was a video. I clicked on it, so I don't know if it came through on the thing, but oh, I had just heard a train. That was it. Yeah, I know. We got. I don't know. We got to do a complaint. My dad was complaining about that because if you don't know, I record at the home office, and uh, it seems like the they're getting a lot louder lately. And I don't know if that has anything to do with like traffic incidences, because we've had a. In the last couple of months, we've had a few fatalities and a few car incidences. So I wonder if that's what the, why they're doing it. But huh. it, I can't, it is getting annoying, and that's why I kind of can't wait for it to be closer to, you know, fall, where I can actually not have to record with the door open because it's hotter than hot. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean. Like I said, it'll be interesting. Um, it's, in my honest opinion, um, the other thing I have to say about it is they really didn't change anything, in my opinion, like that I know of, with this rig, other than the fact that it's got the tinier tires. I believe it's still the same chassis. Yeah, I think everything else is all the same on it still. So, um... Yeah. It wasn't what I expected to see. I will say that. I was not expecting to see that. So, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, like I said, I'm just kind of clicking through some of the stuff I see online just to see. But, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of the same stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, and I think, is that about it for the RC cars? Oh, no. We, oh, you said the name, but we didn't talk about it. The Axial Capra. Yeah. I'm saving my pennies for that one just because I think I have an idea of what it might be, and so I'm going to hang on to some money and get one, I think. Okay. It looks like something that would be cool. What I want to know is... What is this picture? Oh, it's a two-speed transmission. On... 
the Capra. Is it two speed or a dig? I don't. It might. It might be a dig. I'm hoping it's a dig. That's um, I'm just looking at that picture, and you could tell that it's a servo off to the side. Yeah. And that transfer case actually looks different. Like it's got reminiscences of the OG style, but that big oblong thing on the side looks like the transfer case on the kit version. So I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what that thing's going to be all about. So um, some so it's funny. So real quickly, if you google Axial Capra there is, which I didn't know people still go on there and talk, but there's a picture from RC Crawler that says Axial Capra page 3, and it's a picture of a one-to-one -one rig, so I'm wondering if this is the rig that it's supposed to be loosely based off of. I'm trying to look it up right now. It's like a tube buggy looking thing. Because, pictures? because if you look at it, I might have to release this picture. Because when was this put out? 819. Oh, this was put out like last week. I'm scrolling down through it and I don't see it. I might have to send it to you. Because I click on the link and it doesn't show anything. One second, I will send it to oh, you. Oh no, that's the teaser video from Axial. I'm not seeing anything. Wow, that is a great drawing. Okay, I sent it to you. But yeah, if this is actually what it really is, that's pretty cool. What is it? The picture of the laser nut one? Uh, yeah, I don't. You got to tell me if that's a laser nut one. I don't see anything saying laser nut on it. The big squid RC one. Is that the one you're talking about? No. You said you sent it to me? Yeah, check the messenger uh, chat. Oh, here we go. Oh, I saw that. That was at Axial Fest 2017. I know. I'm wondering. See, I thought that was going to be the Wraith 2. Yes, same here. Yep. Because I know they were talking about another Wraith. But people are saying that's supposedly what it's loosely based off of, but I don't know. Because that fits the description that everybody said at Axial Fest. Because the Capra was the... the so if anybody, if any of our listeners was at Axial Fest, actually went and saw the rig in the box, if you could clarify or verify that this is what we're staring at, Maybe we'll release this picture on our um, on our page. Yeah, we should. I, I, I mean, the only thing I just see that's different 
from this versus what they're releasing is supposedly the Capra has uh, Curry-style portals. Oh, I saw a drawing of them in a teaser video, and they, they even they do even say Curry on them. They're F9 portals that are plastic. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I know. I think that's rad, actually. So and you know they're going to sell a ton of those aftermarket. You know, like they're going to, the parts themselves are going to sell a lot of them because a lot of people that don't want to pay for the Vanquish ones are going to buy those. Oh, yeah. The SSD portals look really good, too, and the deadlock ones also, though. How they just basically replace the lockouts and the knuckles, like those, those look really good too. Oh yeah. But yeah, so a lot of cool things coming out. Yeah, many, many, many. So, dude, that thing has a wicked looking cage design. I love it, and it has definitely has the axial kind of like pointy brow type roof on it. You know. Yep. Yep. That's kind of one of their signature styling cues they do but i like the nose of it how it's pointed like that it looks really good if that's really what it is i mean you know you know how everybody is everybody oh, speculates yeah. and dude you I, know. Sh- I sure hope that's it because that thing's sick so um yeah uh what else um a main's giving away a rig yep they're giving away a ssd trail king and I actually had put a link to that up on our Facebook page, so you guys might have to scroll back a little bit, but there's a link there for their giveaway, and there's a uh, cool video of the Trail King that Matt Houck had built, who was our last guest that we had. Yes, that was a, that was a fun time. I mean, every guest we've had has been fun. I mean, it really has, yeah. There hasn't been a ser- like there hasn't been a guest that has been on that we are like. Yeah, you are not coming back. You are boring. You are tiring to talk to. We are not doing it. Yeah, no, we've we've picked really good people to have on here, so that'll be cool. Yeah, we we need to. I don't know. When we're done, we should talk about over this next week. Try and get somebody else nailed down to have another guest. Yeah, maybe I'll bug Tim Smith. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, same here. He'd be a good one. So find out what's going on in his world. He's always a busy guy with cool stuff happening. Oh yeah. So he's actually been kind of MIA. I wonder what's going on. I saw he's going to record a podcast again. So I guess hmm. it must have been a little bit. Like I saw him post some stuff from races and stuff he's been at, you know, drag racing and some stuff. And then he was going to record. Maybe it was last night that he was going to record or something. But no, that'll be. I need to catch up on his. Those are good shows. I like that a lot. Oh yeah, they're very entertaining. Um, yeah, he's a funny dude. Oh yeah, super funny, and I think that's what makes him him is the fact that it's like he's funny, yet he does a lot of cool, interesting things, uh, from drag racing to his little bit of into the off road crawling. Um, it'd be totally cool. I mean, he was supposed to go to Proline by the Fire, but he never showed up and he said if you know we were going he would go and elio announced he was going and he never showed up so so that makes him a liar but smith is a liar but maybe he maybe he needed both of us to go to have the courage no unit chain no unit chain (laughs) no unit chain 
needs to have the dual chains. <laughs> <laughs> dual chain scalers, I like it. Dual chain scalers. <laughs> we almost need to just for like a spiff, just come out with a unit chain, some sort know. of. You're you're the creative one. Come up with a unit chain logo. It's just a sad little solitary chain link. <laughs> 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 Little tiny piece of like hardware store scrap chain, <laughs> all by its lonesome, sad in the big bad world. Oh man, we were supposed to have a big event this weekend, and because of the race last weekend and everything else we got going on, we had to cancel. And it's the first time I've had to cancel something big, so that was kind of a bummer. We were going to do something pretty big and huge out at Die Hard for the crawler course. And there just hasn't been enough time. So that was kind of a disappointment. Are you guys going to pick it back up later? or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely will. We, we had a bunch of just activities and stuff planned. We were going to do a night run. We were going to do an endurance run. And then we are going to do a uh, like a course record for... Um, the three classes you know for tire size and whatnot so we're gonna do something like that and we'll just maybe do it in the spring then so nice yeah it was it would have been fun but i i can tell you honestly i'm like that took a huge load off and i'm not nearly as stressed out this week as i was gonna be because that takes a lot to throw that stuff together and getting with sponsors and getting prizes and stuff and it's a lot of work so i think we'll just kind of do the hangout thing for this weekend and go out there maybe go somewhere else one of the other days and just kind of enjoy the outside while we still can here so nice yeah, yeah I was thinking, when does the weather start changing for you up there usually like late september early october Okay, so it's about the same as us, cause, yeah. cause we usually well, I don't know, it gets a little weird. Sometimes October can be kind of warm all the way. I mean, I remember one year it was warm all the way up to Halloween, and we were still wearing shorts and t-shirts. So, oh, wow. but, but then some years by Halloween it's like cold and rainy. So, dude, I think I it really just. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just say I think it really just depends on whatever the year is. I'm, I'm. I'm hoping that we get a decent winter again because our summer, well, especially where I live, the summer wasn't too bad. I mean, the one week was pretty hot. the The week we talked to Matt Hawk was pretty hot. We that was a um, a warmer week than we've normally had. And then this week was not really hot. It was just humid. Like it's been very obnoxious. Like I work outdoors, so. Like, you know, it gets to a high of, like, 85, 88 degrees, but the humidity is horrible. Like, you just feel like you're standing in a sauna. It's just, like, It was that way here last week, too. It was really, really humid. It was not a whole lot of fun. Yes. uh, It's weird, you know, like, where I lived in Oregon, back in the day, like, 80s, we, uh, Mount Bachelor, the local ski resort, actually was open on Halloween one year. Oh, okay. Like, it was pretty cool. And now it's like, you know, I don't know, global warming. So 
they have shorter winters. But yeah, it was back in the day, we used to actually get real winters there. And then up here, it's definitely gotten milder each year that I've been up in the Seattle area too. So I don't know. I, I don't really let the weather stop me from crawling though. Like it, it's been dumping rain and I'll still go. Like I just, I don't really care. It's just kind of all part of the experience. So it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, um, if I have a choice, I'll choose not to. But like, if we have an event, or if there is an event scheduled, and it happens to rain, and they make the announcement that it's rain or shine, I'll still show up and run. But like, if we're like, yeah, we're gonna get together and have like a get together, and you know, like just a handful of friends, and it starts dumping, I'll be like, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> I'd never get to crawl in the winter time if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's just I don't know. To me, it's just not fun having to protect all your gear, like having to protect your remote. Um, True. That's make why you sure use you... a crappy remote because then you don't have to care about it. Yeah, true. But like, like I found, which was super easy, like especially for me. You know, and I and I don't know if this is gonna be like a weird rant, but like when you have multiple rigs, and I'm talking like more than five, it's you know it's hard to have all those rigs and all the remotes to go to it. So like if you, you know, so like let's say you're gonna bring five rigs to an event, that's five remotes you got to bring. I like the simplicity of. Oh, I'm gonna bring these four rigs. They're all bind to this one remote. I do that with the ones I don't want anybody else to drive, and then the ones that I let other people drive or loan out, and um, those ones I actually have uh, the normal RTR radio for. So, so, so does that mean I'm mean and I don't want anyone to drive my rigs because almost all my rigs are on? You one might, remote or the other? You might just be selfish. No. You might be. No. Well. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Well, I guess I'm selfish. <laughs> yeah, no, just... I've got the Curry Jeep, the Gray Rigid Jeep, the UMG-10, my Class 1, and i'm forgetting something oh the hpi venture they're all off of my fly sky radio and then the rest of them are their own radios yeah most of mine are all on one or the other either the dx5 or the dx4 r i think dx4r pro i don't know it was one of those ones i got talked into buying i that's my one remote i kind of wish i didn't buy just because on the on the R series, the which is the racing, or is it the Pro series? Uh, Either way, they're both the race one. I think the Pro has a drop down wheel. That's what I don't like. I hate the drop down wheel. Really? Oh, I love that. That's what I have for racing and stuff. And my Flysky came with a drop down. And I well, like I guess those. maybe for racing, but for crawling, when you're trying to drive and you want to use one hand, good oh, luck. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I so, had to get one of those little all-thumbs things from Hoy Fab Crawlers for my radio, and I just keep it in my backpack. And when we're out on, like, just trail days and not doing a lot of serious crawling, I throw the thumb thingy on there and just use that. 
Yeah, I mean, like, there's been times, like, where you're just, like, walking back to camp and you're, like, trying to, you know, you're talking. So you're not really, you know, driving. And it's like, "Uh, my thumb doesn't reach. And you're like, okay, well. So. I have tiny hands, too. So it's kind of, that's really a challenge for me. Yeah, so, I don't know. That That's my only gripe about it. Otherwise, I really, I mean, I don't know if I've ever said this on on our show. I'm really pleased with my Spectrum radios, so they're good. I've always... They're good, I think. I mean, there's a lot of people that hate on them, but I had some really strange uh, radio issues at the race this last weekend. Like, really, really? strange. Yeah, I was using high-volt servos, and the radio that I was using with the receiver, like my normal ancient spectrum setup that I have, it was glitching out something fierce. Like it was nuts. Like you would be like giving it gas, like warming the car up and like one of them lost center. (laughs) And so the throttle servo lost center. And then the steering servo, it would, as the car was idling down after revving it up, it would like slam all the way to the right it would like turn the wheels to the right and then turn them back straight just real briefly like just really weird electronic gremlins which is strange in a nitro car because there's not a lot of electronics in them so that was a weird thing that i ran into with that but that's the first time i've ever had spectrum let me down interesting yeah the only thing spectrum's ever let me down on was the dx3 I want to say no screen just pots on top of it no uh, no the 3E had the screen I believe it was the 3C that didn't have the screen I think because I had a DX3C and it had the screen on the side and it had the little scroll menu button you know the like, yes. little barrel yes, that's, button the that's one what that I'm talking always about. breaks yeah, that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, they so, had a 3 and a 4 channel in that. That's the C model. Okay. So the that one, so the three, so it was the 3C, I think, uh, or E, whatever the hell it was, with the screen on the side. I broke the steering wheel return spring twice. Wow. So, and according to everybody I've ever talked to about it, they said it was common. Yeah, there's there's a couple guys here that have fly skies that uh, two two guys had their uh, steering wheel spring brake too on those, but I, I've never had like a spectrum like fail other than like mechanically fail other than just that menu button. Yeah, no, my menu buttons have always worked fine. Um, it's just I remember being at Rubicon that one year, uh, Cantina for the Con. I'm like three quarters of the way through the trail, and all of a sudden like, hey, my car isn't self-centering anymore when I'm done turning. I was like, ugh, this is fun. So um, so after that event, uh, I got home, started searching online. A lot of people said it was the same thing, and a lot of people said, yeah, I just take the spring, uh, put another coil in it, hook it back up, and keep using it. So I did that, and it worked again for another year, Till Axial Fest last year at 2018, and I was going through Vanquish's trail, and about halfway through, the same thing happened again. Boom! And there's no servo or there's no spring, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm over this. I'm getting a new remote." 
my buddy Jared finished the comp we had a couple weeks ago with uh, no steering wheel spring. So that was kind of interesting for him. In his defense, he did a great job, though. Like, he still placed really well, even given that, you know, the thing wouldn't center on its own anymore. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. I just... I mean, my whole thing is just like, I don't know, you get, it's like anything. You get used to one way and then all of a sudden it doesn't and it's like now you got to train yourself so like your muscle memory is all out of whack because oh, yeah. you're, you know, so I don't know. So anyways, I actually donated that to a veteran buddy of mine because I told him, um, I was just st tired of staring at it. Like I was, I was about ready. I was, I was either gonna throw it away, or see if anybody wanted it. And I happened to make that comment to him when we were talking about something else. And he said, "Oh, I'll fix it." And I was like, "Then you can have it," because I, you know, I already got my other two remotes, so I don't need this one. So if you want it, it's yours. So I gave it to him. So. So, which is good because it'll go to good use. So either A, he'll use that for a personal rig, or B, he'll use it for a rig he donates because uh, he donates a rig to a veteran. Uh, he tries to do it, I want to say, almost once a month to every other month. That's pretty cool. So, and that was something that I thought was really cool, and I know I haven't really brought it up on here a lot, but um, he's a good guy. He's He's semi-local. He's based out of California. He's actually in Visalia. He'll be at the RC Foil Drive event in October since it's right there in his hometown. And um, he's doing good things for the for the community. He got into and I hope I'm not like overstepping any boundaries, kind of giving his little, you know, bio, but <clears throat> he got into RC because his doctor, after he got out of the military, said you need something to keep you, you know, going, to give you like something to do. Like you need something to do. You can't just sit there in the house all day and do nothing. So one day, I guess he was scrolling through YouTube and he found uh, some of the you know YouTube videos and the you know popular YouTubers like you know ESP and. Harley and you know all those people and uh, SBG and uh, he said that looks fun I want to get into it so he got a rig and he got hooked so he literally told me he spent the first two months just in his garage playing with the car never went out and actually crawled it just like you know like any of us do when you get a new rig hold it squish the tires flex the suspension stare at it some more move it around you know, like, you never actually take it out and use it right away. You kind of, like, mess around with it. But anyways, he did that for a while and then finally went out to, to like, you know, go crawling or whatever. And he got hooked. So he does his own little his own little uh, YouTube channel called uh, Scale Trail Performance. Um, and his goal was – and he's working towards it. And I, and I got to give my hat off to him because he's, you know – like I said, doing big things for veterans. He's trying to get his nonprofit paperwork all taken care of, um, but he basically picks a veteran um, that he knows, you know, isn't into RC but needs to kind of 
you know have something to do um, and and or it's a veteran that's looked into getting into RC but have never really you know pulled the trigger to go towards RC and he gives him a rig it's like he's he gets a bunch of donations um, you know as far as like people donate tires wheels motors servos bodies I mean like they just whatever anybody wants to donate they'll donate it and I think it's pretty cool I know I've given him a I sent him some tires I've sent him a BPC chassis uh, what else have I sent him uh, I think I sent him some other servos I had laying around but yeah so um, I think it's pretty cool because you know I'm I'm a firm believer of this you know our military pays the ultimate sacrifice uh, to allow us to do stuff like as simple as playing with RC cars out in the on the trails in the forest on the rocks, um, and I think what other better way than to give back to the people that allow us to be free? So that's awesome. So I think it's pretty cool. So um, big shout out to Alan. Um, I always I always butcher his last name. I think it's. The Holo Sud, but I never can pronounce. I don't even know I'm if I sure pronounce. You, I'm it. sure you nailed it. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah. So, I mean, I'm like I said, I could put a link to his stuff on our page too, so people can check that out if they want to check it out, or even if you want to, you know, get in touch with him and donate and donate anything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he just, he, you know, so any little bit helps. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so nice. I think that I think that ends my rant. <laughs> hey, kind of slight change of subject, but ha have you noticed how many sponsors Crawl for a Cure has so far? They're like no. releasing two or three every day. Oh, I know that they get. He says it every year, and uh, okay, and I'll tell you this right now because I, I mean, I talked to Mark, which actually brings me up to another weird off story. Remind me to tell you that one when I'm done with this. Um, so Mark always says every year that is why the um the raffle takes so long to do because he says he just gets overwhelmed with so many people that want to donate. That's so rad. So he he's like so every year he's like so so what they've been doing is he said he goes we've actually kind of had to start bundling certain things together because he said at the beginning like I remember because I've been to every single call for a cure the very first call for a cure I want to say there was like forty things if that raffled off so like people were winning like you know uh. Uh, RC four wheel drive bumper. You were winning, um, you know, a servo horn. You were winning, like, I mean, like little things. Now you're like, you can win a set of tires and wheels. You can get full on body, uh, ready to runs, uh, batteries. You know, like, I mean, like it's just insane. Like it is insane. Like the amount of stuff, you know, people. You know, like that they, they want to donate to this, you know, because it's another great cause. So, I mean, it's just you know the support that people give for these causes is just like insane. That's so awesome. 
but yeah, so no, I haven't really been paying attention. Um, I think that's something the scale or that scale RC show needs to sponsor. So maybe I'll talk to Mark about that too. Yeah, that would be cool. So, so we can do a little something, something. Um, but quick little funny story about Mark. So this last weekend, I was up in Twainheart, California, and um, Michelle's like. Oh, there's this place in Tuolumne, which is literally five minutes away, ten minutes away, if that. Um, it's another little mountain town just down from uh, Twainheart. And she's like, there's this little place called Cover's Apple Ranch I'd like to go check out. They got great reviews. I guess they also have like a little restaurant there. And I was like, sure, all right, let's go. So we head over there to have breakfast on Friday, and I pull into the parking lot. And I look over, and there's this blue Dodge um, 2500 with a camper shell. And I can tell right away whose truck it was based on the stickers. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Mark Bentoncourt is here. And <laughs> really? I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here going, wow. So I walk in, and the first thing he says it is Adam. What are you doing out here? And I said, I'm up at my cabin. What are you doing? And he's like, Oh, we're right down the road at the at the um, Black Oak Casino. And I was, I started laughing, and I go, Man, weren't you just on vacation last week? And he goes, He started laughing, and he goes, Not really. And I said, Well, I mean, like, didn't you stay out at ASD? And he goes, Oh yeah, I guess. And I was like, So how many days did you work this week? And he's like, Two. So it was pretty funny. It was just it was just funny to be like not even you know you're out in the you're like you're just kind of like out doing whatever and you run into a buddy of yours in the RC industry. It's just funny. Yeah, definitely. That's especially way out there. So well that's what I was saying. I mean, it's kind of like I it almost be like if you were like I don't know, out in the middle of Alaska somewhere and all of a sudden you like come across somebody and you're like whoa what are you doing all the way out here i can understand <laughs> if like you go to the hobby shop and you run into your buddy but like you're like out you know somewhere not even rc related and you run into him it's it's just funny so i was gonna say something and i forget oh not a funny thing a sad thing actually um off-road racing lost a pretty great personality in the community yep so jesse that sucks jesse combs yeah i know i mean what what is with this year we lost pistol pete and now we lost jesse combs yeah that sucks i mean it's like two huge influencers in the off-road community and the thing that really i mean the thing that I, I just bothers me so much about the Jesse one is the fact that she she was a voice and an inspiration for so many women yeah. in the off-road industry. I mean, she was one of the first I, uh, personality people that I ever saw in the off-road community. I mean, I remember to this day when I first stumbled across Extreme 4x4 – um, back, uh, I think it was before it was called Spike TV. It was on whatever was before that. Um, 
I honestly don't even remember what the channel was because it was bef- it was whatever the same. I just remember they always played. It was the channel you wanted to watch when it was like uh, Mav, Joe Rog- Mav TV or something. No, it was something else. Joe Rogan's um, Fear Factory was on it before, and I remember always watching that channel for that. But anyways, it was on it was on that channel, and I remember watching it. You know, fifteen years ago, I want to say. Yeah. Just about. I mean, I think I was in. I want to. Yeah, about twelve years ago or so. I mean, I don't know. I I just remember I was probably towards the saw uh, junior to senior year of high school when I first stumbled across that show. Maybe I could be wrong, but um, I just remember watching it, and it was total. It was like badass. It was like, you know, watching you know, two people you know, build whatever, like, whatever the theme was. Almost like what we do with our RC cars, but it was, you know, with the real rigs. Like, you know, like the diesel Samurai that they did, um, that thing was badass. Um, You know, all little projects like that. And she was on that, and, I mean, even back then, like, being the first person, like, the first female you saw on a show, getting her hands dirty, wanting to weld, talking about fabricating, and you're just like, whoa. Yeah, she was the real deal, man. So, um, but the only, I guess, positive thing I can take out of this one is at least she was doing something she believed in. She was chasing her dreams. Um, because for those of you who haven't heard the story, um, we could also probably put this up, um, on our social media as well. Um, there were, there was a mechanical failure with her, um, jet car i guess if you want to call it that or her high speed record car uh which um you know unfortunately took her away from everybody so um she was doing something she dreamed about she always said i want to be you know i want to drive race cars i want to break records and she was doing that she was living the dream doing what she wanted to do so Rest in peace, Jesse. Yeah, that's. There was a great uh, episode. I think it was Hoonigan's Daily Transmission with uh, her on it, and I remember her doing a big burnout there on their freight dock, and the brakes catching on fire, and <laughs> it was. I was like, man, this chick's badass. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's a shame, but you know, it's better better going out that way than laying in a hospital bed. So. Yeah. I mean, if you got to go, I guess doing something that you love or doing something that you, you know, very passionate about, that's got to be, you know. Yeah, that's that's the preferred way for a lot of us that, you know, enjoy motorsports and outdoor activities and stuff like that. I mean, with motorsports, everybody kind of acknowledges the inherent risk that goes along with it. And Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's... I don't know, never, never an easy thing for anybody, and she was, we we lost an icon, so that's definitely yep. too bad. So, yeah. Gosh, where do we go from there? Now I'm all bummed out. I don't know. Um, yeah, I know, it's kind of sad. It's like, I almost don't want to end the show on a sad note. I know, but right? It's like, but it's like I don't know what else to like. I don't. I really don't know what else to say. Like I mean, 
Yeah, no, I hear ya. Yeah. Boy, that made it really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. I know, man. You know how to clear out the back of a truck. I know it, man. All this doom and gloom, I tell ya. What are you doing this weekend? You gonna do uh, this... tiny trucking? Maybe some tiny trucking. Um, I know we're not going anywhere. I know it blows everybody away. I mean, I talk to, like, you know, like, my buddies or anybody in the RC thing, and they're all planning on, oh, yeah, we're going camping, or, oh, we're doing this, and we're packing up the rigs, and I'm like, yeah, we're not going out of town. I don't so. like doing stuff like that on holiday weekends. Like, I'd much rather just, like, go during the week or something, like, you know, work at night well, instead and take the day off and go on, like, a Wednesday when no one's around. Yeah, but honestly, so this will be the I guess the second year in a excuse me in a row now. But um, last year we didn't go to can uh, Cantina on the Con. Uh, Cantina on the Con is uh, every Labor Day weekend, and what it is is a I guess like a I guess like a big get together party kind of thing fundraiser out at Rubicon Trail. Uh, specifically at Loon Lake Spillway, and they have a couple vendors there, and the uh, Rubicon Trail Foundation puts it on, and they have you know tacos and nachos and all that stuff, and um, all the proceeds go towards the Rubicon uh, to the people that clean up the Rubicon, to the people that maintain the trails, to the you know whatever. So that's what everything goes to. Well, this year. They actually called it off because they're doing so much construction up there. I guess they're making a new campground location, um, adding oh, some wow. fire pits. Like they're doing a lot of work, so they called off um, Cantina on the Cantina on the Con, and um, I guess you know we're just gonna have to wait till next year. But yeah, that was something that we used to do. Um, we used to go up there for scale on the con. We used to go run scalers at Cantina on the con, um, so that was something we always do. And it, you know, it, it it's fun. But I will have to say, I'm just happy I'm not traveling on the last three day weekend of the summer. Yeah, for sure. No, I, so, I I'm gonna stay local. I'm yeah, because I know home. that. <laughs> yeah, because I know that. Uh, that was the one thing I always hated. Worked all week, and then Friday night I got to scramble and fight traffic to get up there. It was like, ugh. It is 14 hours and 22 minutes, it says, for me to drive from here to the Rubicon. Really? It's a long ways. And how long did it say it took you to get to Cisco? About the same. I was going to say, it's got to be about the same because they're not that far away from each other. Yeah. But that's one of those things that's like a bucket list thing, though. Like, I want to get down there and drive some of that because I think it'd be sick. But... Dude, it's definitely a nice place. I mean, if anybody can 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 ever come to the Rubicon, even if you don't wheel it and you just, like, see the views, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, it, it's, you know, granite slabs, uh, tree lines, a lake. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's beautiful. Is and that the Loon Lake that you're talking about? Yep. Okay. 
Like there's also there's Loon, there's Loon Lake and don't quote me and I know somebody could probably bash me for this because I can't remember honestly. There's Spider Lake, but I don't know if Spider Lake is off of Fordyce Trail or Rubicon Trail. I am trying to find that right now. Loon Lake has some islands and stuff too. It looks fairly big. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, that's one thing, like you said, I'd also like to do it. Um, I'd like to wheel part of it. Uh, now that I have a truck that can tow my other truck, maybe I need to get a trailer. That would be pretty cool. Or maybe I'll just rent one because oh, I don't know how. You didn't get, so you didn't get rid of your old truck. You hung onto it then. Oh, the 94? Yeah, no, I still have it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the 94 probably will never go anywhere just because of the amount of money I have dumped into it. Yeah. So, I mean, and if anybody's curious, you know, this will just be my, I guess, gateway into explaining what it is. It's a 94 Chevy K1500 that's been, I'll say, moderately modified now because it's not anywhere near the words of heavily modified, but uh, it's been solid axle swap, Dana 60 in the front, 14 bolt in the rear, uh, just the stock 5.7 TBI with the 4L60. It's on its second transmission, second transfer case. Both of those have gone out under my ownership. Um, the transfer case was was definitely user error. Transmission was just, I think it was inevitable because it's on 37s and the gear ratio and I guess part of it could be the way it was set up. Um, it has a trans cooler, but it was a very inefficient trans cooler and I just, like I said, a lot of heat in that transmission and I think it just that was the end of it but anyways transfer case was my fault because when I put this when I first bought the truck it had a somebody already completed the swap and it had a Dana 44 in it I finally got my hands on a Dana 60 that would work with it out of a 78 F350 and I threw that underneath there and I guess the distance from the pumpkin to the transfer case was shorter and the guy that I bought it off of did the budget-friendly thing and put a spacer between the drive shaft. Well, I didn't remove that spacer when I swapped the axle. So the first wheeling trip, it was riding almost bottomed out. So after every you know, obstacle I crawled over, the drive shaft just kept punching into the transfer case until it finally cracked it and was puking uh, fluid all over the place. That sucks. That's yeah. Thing. No, that was a that was a fun trip because the first thing I had in my mind was I better hurry up and get home before I run out of fluid. That stuff is I don't know. That that's kind of one of the one things that keeps me from really wanting to get into the one to one stuff is the fact that I just don't want to have something bad happen and be stuck somewhere. That it is definitely a fear and that's why like I'm kind of, you know, that's why I am appreciative now that I have a secondary vehicle. Because back then, because mind you, I was heavily into all of that. I want to say back in like 2008, 2009. I think 2010 was my last really big wheeling trip because by 2011 and 
2012, I started diving into RC a little bit more because it was cheaper than always breaking my real truck. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was always one thing that I always had to be careful with because I wanted to be able to go wheeling, but I wanted to be able to be able to drive home at the end yeah, of the day. Exactly. So like, I, I was kind of smart with some of the stuff. It's just, like I said, that instance was user error. I should have went over everything and I didn't. I just assumed because I was switching over to the 60 and when I took two Leafs out of the, the pack in the front to make it ride a little bit better and flex a little bit better, I was like, oh, I'm only taking out two Leafs. It's it's only going to come down a little bit. Well, that little bit that it comes down was a tremendous amount in the drive shaft length. So, um, but yeah, so then after that, I put, I put a new transfer case in it, uh, basically the same one, the MP241. Uh, and then what did I do after that? Oh, I bought a slip yoke eliminator kit for it. So it's got yokes on the front and rear of that transfer case. And then the last thing I've done to it recently, and it was mainly because the steering was getting so sloppy and I was afraid the pump was about to go out, um, I did the hydro assist from PSC. Oh, nice. So it's got the yeah, so it's got the steering box upgrade with all the other stuff and yeah. So but she sits like ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. Man, so. it's it's crazy. I've been seeing a lot of pictures. Like I'm actually getting a little bit homesick about Oregon, like and it's funny because I'm seeing a lot of pictures that just friends from back there are posting and stuff and it's like Man, there are some great spots to go crawling there, and I wasn't into the hobby or anything when I lived there. I didn't even know it existed at the time, and man, like, just all the areas that I used to go riding at and stuff growing up, you know, riding and racing motorcycles out in the desert and everything, and in the woods, like, there's just some incredible-looking areas, so I'm going to have to make an Oregon trip back home sometime soon here, because it looks really, really good. Nice. Yeah, it's always funny when you when you uh, come across stuff like that. Like, see, I've been going to Twainheart because um, my grandparents have a cabin, my parents have a cabin. Um, so it's like I've been going since I was in diapers. So it's like kind of funny to think like I've been going to this place that has a bunch of natural formation. I've hiked around Pinecrest Lake. I've hiked. I've hiked behind Twainheart Lake. I've been all over the place up there, and it's like now that I'm into crawling. You you go oh that'd be a cool place to go crawling you know and it was something that you never did before exactly yeah but you've been there so it's like it's kind of funny like I grew up on a real small like ten acre farm and dude like one of the things that we bitched about all the time was how rocky it was there because like there's a lot of so Central Oregon's kind of at the base of the Cascade Mountain Range it's on the eastern side of it and there's a lot of volcanic rock and lava flows and lava caves and it's just the whole area is just basically built on volcanic rock and it sucked for riding because it was impossible to try and dig down and get all the rocks out and stuff when you're trying to scoop dirt and build tracks and stuff so it was just a nightmare but we had 
out at our house that I grew up at, there was this big hill in the back of the, uh, right, it started right at our backyard and then was like surrounded on three sides by pasture. And, uh, it was just all volcanic, volcanic rock and stuff. And man, looking back and thinking about, you know, like what I can remember of it, you know, from when I lived there and was little, it would have been so incredible. And man, I tell you what, like I'd give anything to have that place again. Like it, I just, I didn't realize like how awesome it really was, you know, for other things, you know, since it sucked for Moto, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun. So it's it's only like an eight hour drive. It might be kind of nice to go back there and see everybody and go take the truck out to the desert and hit some fire roads and whooped out roads and stuff and go play for a while. It might be kind of a fun time. So I don't know. Might have to do that before the snow starts flying over the pass, trying to get there over Mount Hood. Yeah, you got four wheel drive and some snow rated tires. You'll be fun. I do not. I have two wheel drive. What? My truck's a two wheel drive. Oh, you fooled me. I know, right? Fools everybody. <laughs> yep, it's two-wheel drive, so it is uh, not good for much, but blasting fire roads and dirt roads and stuff. That is about it. But there was something else I was going to say, and I forget what it was now. You've had a lot tonight. Yeah, I know. Well, there, I keep thinking about all these different things I wanted to bring up you know, throughout the last week and stuff since we missed an episode and I'm like struggling now to remember what all of it was. <laughs> um Oh. You see Scale Builders Guild is they have a campaign going to rid the world of the term scaler. Really? Yes. Multiple posts saying that Scaler is not an appropriate term to use to describe your RC car. Interesting. Yes. So I thought that was kind of crazy. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. What's wrong with Scaler? You got, like, Scaler Fab? Like, that's... I don't know. I mean... I've, I hear people say Scaler all the time. I don't know if it's, like, a Canada thing and Matt doesn't like it up there or means something different. I don't know. It's kind of weird, though. Well, I mean, like, what else would you call it? I mean, you're scale, and that's what you do, so you're a scaler. Like, okay, when you're racing, you're a racer, you know? Like, I don't yeah, know. Kind of. I, yeah, I know. I it, Like, I never really give it much thought. Like, for me, I say it because I'm lazy, and it's quicker to say that than my scale RC crawler or something like that, you know? So I exactly. Always say, I always say scaler, but evidently... That is considered in bad form, and we are not supposed to use that word anymore. Well, the only thing I can think of is if you actually do, if you think of like saying, oh, you know, my scaler. Well, if you think about it, anything that you scale down could be a scaler. So maybe that's why he doesn't want to use it. Because, I mean, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's too broad of a term, you know? It is, because scaling something can also mean like climbing it or crawling over it. True. You scaled a brick wall, you scaled a rock fence, you you know, whatever. So there's several different meanings. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'm going to keep saying it, honestly, because I do what I want. It's in our name. No, it's not. No, it's in your name, U- Unichain Scaler. Unichain Scaler. <laughs> you are the Unichain Scaler. 
It's better than the Unibomber scaler. Uh, or the Unibrow scaler. That would be kind of shameful, too. Tch. Yeah. I don't know. I'm running out of stuff to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we, could, uh, maybe, maybe we should just end it on that note. It's actually an hour and a half, so we managed to fill like the last 20 minutes of just nonsense, and it worked out pretty good. Yeah. What are you talking about? Our whole show is nonsense. I know. Sorry, guys. We didn't really have a lot for you this time, but that's okay. We just, we just, we're just lucky enough we have fans that want to listen to us talk about nonsense. Well, think of all the lives we just saved by telling people not to say scalar. <laughs> like, they, we saved them from being shamed and ridiculed on the Facebook yeah, I was gonna say, is that like, um, you know, like the the other, what's it, the global warming thing? Like, you know, the world's gonna implode in eight years. So if you keep using scalar, scalars are gonna implode in the next three years. Probably. So let's put that let's put that rumor out there. Yes, definitely. So. But yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, bugs me. I hate getting old. Here we go again. I know. I know. Oh. It was about SSD. Yes. SSD has a Instagram page now. I saw that. But you know what I think is really cool? And I'm going to give the dude a big virtual high five. He's not going to do a Facebook page. He refuses to. Well, I don't blame him on that one at all. I know. That's awesome, I think. Like, I wouldn't have Facebook if I didn't need to have it. Yep. I Way to go, I'm never for standing your ground, dude. Way to go. I'm not, you know, like, if anybody knows me, I rarely am on Facebook. I mean, it. it's literally sometimes just to check to make sure, like, I didn't miss anybody's birthday or something. Yeah. So, because it's like, I feel bad because, you know, a lot of people do reach out to you on your birthday on there. So it's like, if I miss somebody who I think I should be saying happy birthday to, I want to make sure, like, I don't miss it. But other than that, I really, like, don't really look at anything. And I always feel bad because then some sometimes some people, like, tag me in things and I go, and it was like a week ago and I'm like, oops. Oh, dude, I do that all the time. Like, there's so many tags and stuff from this last weekend because... Like, I think pretty much all of our sponsored drivers did super, super good at this last race. And so there was all kinds of tags and post sharing and stuff going on. And I'm, I'm sure I only saw like 50% of it. So if I missed it, I want them to know that I do in fact care, but it somehow got missed because I don't know. My feed's all weird anyways. I don't like the whole algorithm thing. Like, I liked it before when it was all, like, chronological order and you would just see what everybody posted that day and stuff. And now it's, like, you'll have something in Facebook or even, like, your Instagram feed and it'll be three days old. But it's the very first thing that shows up because of however their algorithms have chosen it to be. So, I don't know. It's kind of lame that way. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, it finally happened. We finally got to a situation where we ran out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. 
Well, I guess we should probably go then. Yeah, we'll just go back to being nerds complaining about our computers. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we will do our best to have a guest next episode. Hopefully, it'll be Tim Smith. We'll work on that. See how yep. it goes. And, I'll text. Uh, I'll start texting him tomorrow. Yeah, see if we can get into his schedule because he is a busy dude. Definitely a very, very busy guy. I'd love to have Randall on the show too. I think he would be great. But the only thing with him is I don't know what all he can talk about and like. Yeah, I. That's another one I'd have to text. Yeah, I don't want anybody to get in trouble. You know, so. Yeah, I'd have to see. I have to. I, I could. I can send out my feelers. Yeah, because that that'd be interesting. Because I mean, that dude's been in the game for a long time. Andy does the one to one thing, and I just I think it would make for some really interesting conversations. So. You know, that's honestly like a real quick little thing. That's one thing that blew my mind was when, like I I mean I first saw Randall at Axial Fest. I think it was like 2015 when him and uh, Cody from um, Lasernut put the helmets on and ran the whole ultra thing. Yeah, that's crazy. And that was really the first time I remember meeting Randall. And then, like, I'm going through one of my, like, old Poison Spider DVDs, and Randall's on there. And I'm going, what? I was like, dude, this guy's been in the game for a long time. He's like one of the unsung heroes of the off-road world. Exactly. Yeah, so. pretty cool. Yeah, so that would be cool. Yeah, we'll try and work on those two guys and have some good conversation for everybody to check out. Yeah, so we don't put you guys to sleep. I know, and listen to us talk about nothing. Yep. Well, all right, guys, before we take up any more of your time that you'll never get back, <laughs> we're going to go, <laughs> and we will catch you next time. All right, guys, see you next week.